I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 256 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have very special guests to bring you guys today. He really needs no introduction. He is known as the Wolf of Wall Street. Leonardo DiCaprio portrayed him with a Golden Globe winning performance in the movie The Wolf of Wall Street, made about his life, which was nominated for five Academy Awards. Jordan Belfort is joining me today, and alongside every great man, you will find a great woman, and Jordan is blessed to have found his very successful and beautiful partner, Anne, who will be joining me here as well. Anne and Jordan Belfort will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And The Wolf of Wall Street is kicking off what is just an incredible week of content coming your way here on First Class Fatherhood. Tomorrow on the podcast, we have another wolf. He is the New York Times bestselling author of The Paleo Solution. Rob Wolf joins me for a Transformation Tuesday. He is one of the world's most renowned nutritionists, so don't miss out on tomorrow's show. Wednesday, we will have a father known as the Reaper. He holds the record for most kills on a single deployment in Afghanistan. Special Operations Sniper Nick Irving will be here on Wednesday. Thursday, we go back to the gridiron, and I will be speaking with one of the greatest players to ever step on a football field, NFL Hall of Famer and four-time Super Bowl champion, Ronnie Lott, joins me for Thursday's episode. And Frogman Friday is fire this week. I will have one of the most respected Navy SEALs of all time, Michael Thornton will be here. He is a Vietnam veteran, a Medal of Honor recipient. He has also received the Silver Star, the Purple Heart, three Bronze Stars. He's got a chest full of medals. The list goes on. He is a first-class father as well, so please lock it in for Friday's episode. And this week, I am proudly being brought to you by Combat Flags. They make American flags out of veteran fatigues. They are American-made and veteran-owned. You're going to hear me talking about them throughout the week, but you really need to see the products to understand how awesome they are. The owner, Dan Berai, is a first-class father and former guest here on the show. He has a strong relationship with Stop Soldier Suicide, to which he has donated over $55,000. So not only do you get a combat flag when you order, you are taking action to help end the military suicide epidemic. So please visit combatflags.com and use the promo code FATHER at the checkout and First Class Fatherhood listeners can save 10% off their order. So let's go dads. Please don't forget to tell every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me and I'll be right back with the Wolf of Wall Street, Anne and Jordan Belfort. I'm Alec Lace and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Nothing beats an American flag made in the USA, right? Well, how about an American flag made in the USA by veterans out of duty-worn fatigues from all branches of the military? That is exactly what you get with combat flags. Combat flags are handcrafted from duty-worn fatigues and offer a tangible piece of freedom to the American people. Each flag is accompanied by a professionally designed and printed card that tells the story of service of a soldier, marine, airman, sailor, or coastie who wore the fatigues used to make the flag. They are the real deal, Dad, so what are you waiting for? Visit CombatFlags.com and use the promo code FATHER, and First Class Fatherhood listeners will save 10% off their purchase. Veteran-owned, American-made. CombatFlags.com, promo code FATHER. All right, and joining me now are first-class parents. 
He is known as the Wolf of Wall Street. She is the one who has guided him into a new motivational speaking career. It is a big pleasure for me to say Anne and Jordan Belfort. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you. Perfect. All right, let's start here. How many kids do you guys have and how old are they? Uh, together we have three. And one of them is 26, 24. And 22. And 22. Well, actually, part is, yeah, 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 wow. Yeah. What a good job. All right. I my kids age. <laughs> Very cool. What type of sports or activities were they all into growing up? Every Well, let's see. Uh, Carter was mainly soccer. He didn't have a choice. I think he was uh, he was really pushed into soccer, soccer, soccer. <laughs> played volleyball, too. And volleyball. Oh, and then he got amazing, a volleyball. He's an amazing soccer yeah. player. Um, my son played uh, soccer, baseball, water polo basketball yeah. um i don't he played everything yeah and then chandler played chandler soccer started. and volleyball, and too. volleyball really well, yeah. Yeah, all the kids are really good athletes okay yeah very good let me see uh if you could just take a minute here to hit my listeners guys with a little bit about your background you want to start with you ann oh my background what i do i wrangle jordan mm-hmm. i mean it's full-time job uh, before i met jordan i was a single mother and i worked in mortgages and um, after Jordan, uh, the real work started. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, um, my background, everyone pretty much knows, right? <laughs> yeah, but um, maybe for the one or two people on the planet who are unsure. Um, well, I was born in New York City, right? And then um, I was an entrepreneur from a very young age. Everything from I was a kid at the eleven age stand, and and you know, newspaper out, and eventually I, you know, started a brokerage firm when I was very young. Uh, and it became massive. I made a ton of money, made a lot of mistakes along the way. Uh, it became a movie, The Wolf of Wall Street, where, um, you know, at the end I ended up going to jail. And then I, along the way, though, I built a, a system for training salesmen that really was incredible and empowered people. So that really lived on. And eventually I circled back and focused on ethical persuasion and built a business around that, um, which obviously was, uh, you know, very easy to do in the wake of the movie, but even before that, it was pretty easy. But to become a global brand, then there we are. Yeah, it's an inspiring story, Jordan, especially the way you've been able to turn it around and find a way to provide so much service to other people now with what you do. It's, it's really remarkable. And, and how, old were, how old were you, Jordan, when you first became a father, and how did becoming a dad kind of change your perspective on life? It was my early 30s. Uh, I think it was 31 um, when I became a dad, officially. Um, it was my, at that time... You know, I looked at my daughter as the only pure thing in my life, pretty much. So, you know, I, everything I had at that time was based on money, even my marriage. I mean, you know, it was like all based on, on sort of, uh, sort of, you know, I wouldn't just say all greed and fueled, but just a wild, over-the-top lifestyle. It had all been somewhat corrupted. Then my daughter came into the world, and she was this perfect little creature. And I just, you know, I think I directed a lot of my love and and used her to maintain some of my sanity as well by projecting stuff onto her. And uh, and thankfully, she turned out amazing. I mean, you know, she just graduated from NYU, grad school, and she's just always been a great kid, you know? She is amazing. She is amazing, yeah. Yeah, well said. Yeah, and and, and Anne, I mean, I have a lot of um, I have a lot of different you know single parents and, and and remarried parents on the show here. And one of the things that a lot of times they're a little apprehensive about is introducing their children to a new potential spouse. So when did you feel comfortable introducing your son to Jordan? Uh, my son's an interesting character as far as that he was always a little uh, old for his age. Uh, he was very comfortable meeting anyone. I, I didn't really date much. But he's the one that actually encouraged me to date Jordan. He was tired of his mom I'm going through life alone. He was worried about me at 10. But he really wanted me to have someone to share my life with. So he 
basically forced Jordan on me. Okay, yeah, very cool. Who would you say uh, between the two of you there? Who's the bigger disciplinarian when it comes to disciplining? You? <laughs> I I am. Am. <laughs> There's not even a contest. Jordan is the easiest touch there ever was. I was known as probably one of the toughest moms in yeah. our whole town. Yeah, yeah, and disciplinary. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm curious to ask you this, Jordan, because, I mean, I drive Uber on the weekends here, and it's mostly uh, kids that are in college, and they seem to have, like, no clue what they plan on doing with their marine biology degrees or their philosophy degrees. And it seems like right now is the best age for the entrepreneur and, and to be able to, you know, be your own boss. So, uh, in your opinion, like, is college necessary to succeed in today's world? No, no I think college is a total scam. And I, I'm, I'm totally – and now, that being said, the people like my daughter who wants to get a degree and use that degree, um, you know, she's a psychologist and she's going to practice it and she's, she has a master's, uh, or if someone wants to be a doctor or a lawyer, yeah, there are certain, you know, very defined engineer where there's certain formal training. But I would say outside that five or no. ten percent of people, it's the biggest waste of time and scam in the world. All they do is they indoctrinate people into an ultra-liberal way of thinking. They turn them into soft marshmallows. And frankly, it's also a monetary scam because they pump up the price of college by allowing people to borrow massive amounts of money, which leaves people saddled with student debt, and they have no skill set to then pay back that and money. And they have no critical it's total, it's total, total scam, college. Biggest scam ever. Yeah. Yeah, and I love the messages that you put out there, too, about investing in yourself. And personal development is something that I think should probably be introduced at the grade school level, I think, yeah. because it seems like kids are coming out with – no idea how to, you know, it, it, it build themselves up and market themselves into the into the marketplace to try to bring some value to it. Well, gender well, studies is a tricky one to monetize. You know what? I honestly, the, the, I, I really, at this point, it looks to me like the fact that literally the old, you know, we used to have like back in the McCarthy days, it was like the communist scare. They've actually won. They've actually infiltrated the institutions of education, the ultra-liberal leftist, literally communist way. I think it's really in there right now, and they've literally taken over the institutions of learning and, it's just, and, and media, and it's destroying our country. I really do. I think it's destroying the country, and, and I fear for my kids because of that. I really do. Yeah, and one of the things I talk about uh, on the podcast a lot, Jordan, is, is that I feel that the fatherless crisis is playing a big role in this as well. We have a, too many kids growing up in, in this country without a father in the home. Yeah, and, and that's and that's why I think it's so important. Like I say, you take on how has it been the um, the experience of the role for you playing uh, as as far as being the stepdad. Well, I mean, Bowen and I are really, he's like my own. I call him my own. So I don't distinguish him between my own kids and, and you know Bowen. He's like. Much, I'm quite close with Bowen just because I, I spend time. Bowen works with me, so I see him every single day. But I, I think there's, like, you know, listen, I think it's, yes, it's important to have a father in the home. But that being said, you know, Anne raised Bowen by herself and took on both roles and did a, an amazing job. I don't think it's just that. I, mean, I, don't, I, I think that being a father is, is crucial, yes, obviously in a perfect world. But that being said, there's a lot of amazing kids out there that were raised by single moms. So I don't think that's the, the the linchpin about what's going on. There's a lot more going on than just that. I think it's more morality and family values and structure and the parents willing to be parents. I never was shied away from being a parent and being a tough parent. And I think uh, that's where the breakdown is. Parents are absent as parents, whether they're together or separate. Yeah, very well said. And I think I think another thing that plays into this, too, is the technology. There's a big gap between a lot of the parents today and the, and the way their kids are using the technology. So how have you guys kind of uh, monitored or handled, you know, technology, social media, and all that stuff with your kids? 
Fortunately, I got lucky. We missed that and dodged that boat because they were, by the time oh, I totally it, was, I totally had all my sons passed. No, 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 no but, but, but <laughs> I don't know. But I'm talking when they were very young, though. They did, it didn't exist, though. We missed the real wave of it. You know, yeah. my kids now are five and six and eight on social, you know, like 10. Uh, social media, by the time social media really came around, um, Bone was, was young, was probably 15 or six, 16, maybe. And he was kind of against And it. he was kind of, yeah. And so it didn't really, I mean, impact. Um, also, in terms of like, I understand what you're saying. That there's just, you know, the parents have no idea what the kids are even saying. Well, how do you even access what they're saying online? There's all these. I did. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, again, it didn't really matter as much. It's very different now than it yeah. was when Bone was. Like, but I think of, monitoring it is important. I don't think yeah. you should, I don't think parents should be ashamed if your kids are living under your roof to have their passwords and monitor what they do. If they want to have autonomy, they can move out. Well, there's no difference to my dad, you know, in my house when I grew up, it was, you know, no closed doors. You couldn't lock your door until you were the next one out of 17, that changed 16. But before that, as I was an adolescent, you know, what's the difference between you know, a closed or locked door and a, and a password that you don't have access to? It's very mm-hmm. similar, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, and, of course, you know, the movie Wolf of Wall Street was a huge success. Um, and, and a lot of kids, you know, a lot of, you know, teenage guys, that they're interested in, in pursuing a career, you know, on Wall Street, getting into the stock market game. What advice do you have, Jordan, uh, for the parents of those kids that are looking to get into the game? I don't think there's anything wrong with, um, you know, someone get, having a career in banking or Wall Street, however you want to refer to it. But I, I don't think that kids look at the movie and just think about Wall Street. I think they think about success. I, I don't think there's a really, like, oh, I want to be a stockbroker. I mean, I, th- I think it's much broader than that. I think people look at the movie and they and they get a say Most people, I think, get a, a really good takeaway that they feel empowered by it and also see the mistakes that I made. So they want to emulate the good stuff and not repeat the bad stuff. Um, obviously, there's always a couple of nuts in there that want to, I want to just take drums and go wild, right? I mean, that's, you know, that's a, that person would have done that anyway. Um, but I, I think that the big thing is that it's about success. I don't think it's. What do you think? You think it's Wall Street or it's more success? And I think it's success. Yeah. I think people. I think people. There's a glamour of Wall Street, and it, maybe it makes it seem easier to be successful in Wall Street. But to work wherever you. Yeah, want. I think it's. Yeah, it's not just Wall Street. And I think they realize the hours they have to put in if they really want to be successful in Wall Street, just like anything else. Yeah, that seems to be the key with success all the way around. And now, have have all your kids seen the movie, and what's been their response to it? All right, Dad, the NFL season is now upon us, and the Major League Baseball season is winding down. There is no better time to take your kids to the ball game, and First Class Fatherhood listeners can save $20 off their tickets on SeatGeek.com by using my promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS. Maybe you want to see a concert or a Broadway show. Save 20 bucks on the tickets on SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code FIRSTCLASS. It's a slam-dunk deal, Dads. SeatGeek.com, promo code FIRSTCLASS. Fatherhood is the best seat in the house. And now, have, have all your kids seen the movie, and what's been their response to it? Yeah, well, I mean, they've all seen it. I mean, they, I think they, they love it, and um, they obviously they know they know which parts are fictional, which parts are real. So. But it's also their dad. There's a bit of an eye roll there because they don't see him as that guy. It's their goofy dad. So you know they. You know, it's just a little bit of, I can't, you know, when you hear about your parents when they were younger, it's, um, they have a little more of that response to it. Well, my, my, my kids, you know, they all see my life the way it is today. And they, and they see the life that I've built in the last 10 years. I think that if I would not have done that, if that would have been the end of my story right there, I don't think it'll be a bit of very, very good thing for my kids to see. Like that's how their dad went down. But, 
I think my kids, what they've seen is that the movie ended and then I ended up building a life even, you know, more amazing and, and pure and totally pure this time. So I think that they look at it as empowering that their dad was this amazing comeback guy. And, and, and that's, that's, I think the big thing, the gift I gave my kids was being honest about the mistakes I made and then also going out there and rebuilding my life in a, in a far better fashion. That's an example, not just to my kids, but to any, you know, teenager or anyone for that matter. Yeah, and it seems to be that's where the true success lies when we start taking ownership and responsibility for our own lives. And it seems like today's culture it seems to be a blaming, you know, the economy and the politics and, and everybody else but, but uh, themselves here for yeah. Uh, yeah, where well, their life is ending up. Yeah, that's, that's a liberal mentality that's been taught to kids in school, that there's a, always, you know, it's, they're looking, people are looking for handouts or safe spaces, and I, it's just absolutely. And by the way, just, you know, I don't even think people really believe I think this is a complete, um, it's a fraud by the media that, that they push this on us. They try to divide everybody. I think people are smarter than that. I think that people are realizing the media is completely full of shit. Um, and they're putting a false narrative meant to divide everyone into two groups, liberals against conservatives. I'm not liberal. I'm not conservative. I'm not, I'm, I have my own views that, that cross both. I'm, I'm the most socially liberal person you're meeting, fiscally conservative. I'm not in a, I'm not in a box. And uh, my daughter's liberal, and we get along great. The media is trying to divide everybody and make it, make it almost a war to, to, because they don't want to grab power. That's what's going on. So I'm very concerned right now. I, I, mean, I think it's very, very dangerous, you know. Yeah, I, I had a chance. I, I had the opportunity to see it firsthand. I was able to get a, a press pass for a week at the White House. I was trying to get an interview with President Trump for the podcast, and I, I got to see it. And it's uh, it was very eye-opening to spend a week with the White House correspondent to see what exactly goes on there. And you're 100% yeah. right. It's a, it's, it's a total uh, scam job what's going on here. The New York Times has become a rag. <laughs> They're a rag. They've become a joke, and, and everyone knows it. It's like, what do you say now? And what was once considered the most revered thing so listen getting back to parenthood though what does that mean for you as a parent i think that well you have to make sure and my kids are grown now and i think they, you know they are what they are at this point obviously i had to guide them when they ask but i think for younger kids and parents who have younger kids i think you have to really um it's up to you to to as a parent to really you know instill in your in your kid that they need to make they can't believe the the nonsense they read after all the stuff they hear in school now, even. No, so, they need to be empowered. Yeah. All, all we're doing is disempowering everyone. They feel like they are victims of everything, and it's up to the parents to empower their children that they have uh, control over their lives and their happiness and their choices, and um, whatever situation they find themselves in, they are empowered to make a difference. Okay, yeah. one, one example of this is like with Bowen. We were in a meeting here about a, a month ago, and one of the employees here was complaining about that they didn't they, that one of the relationships we had with a vendor and how they were wasting their time and blah blah. And Bowen looked at the girl and says, "You know what? It's your fault. It's up to you to what you're going to make a decision what you're going to allow someone to do to you or not. Take ownership of your apartment." And I was so proud of my son because he's like, that, "That's the sort of thinking that of taking ownership and not saying the world happens to me." But I'm the one that dictates what happens in the world around me, and through my actions, I can make a difference. So, you know, I think my, my kids really got that, and uh, I think it's probably one of the most important things you can instill in your kids outside of unconditional love, probably, you know? Yeah, very well said. Yeah, and, and I fell into this myself. I mean, my father was a used car salesman in the Bronx, and I grew up, you know, with, with the wrong angle on life, trying to hustle everybody and, and scam everybody. I ran into some drug and alcohol issues myself, and then... What really turned it around was my when I started to change my philosophy, and, and a lot of it came through 
uh, reading. I, I fell in, in love with reading, and I started to read guys like Napoleon Hill and um, James Allen and stuff like that. Well, was there anything in particular, uh, Jordan, for you as far as um, what happened to turn you around from uh, uh, the life that you were living uh, to a life of service that you have now? Okay. Well, I think that – well, m- number one, I think that I obviously I you know, Napoleon Hill, like, Thinking for Rich, was the, was the first book I read that really um, opened my eyes to a lot of things. And I was already doing it too. I was, you know, I had a lot of. Uh, I was born with a certain mindset. It was. I have a certain way of thinking. I think everyone has their own sort of genetic predisposition. Mine was very much weighted towards entrepreneurship and stuff like that. Um, I, and I was raised really well. I, I didn't have to become something new. I had to return to what I was before I went in this wild journey. That is, I was raised well. I didn't intend on doing anything. Like you said you were raised by your dad, and I get that, and I respect the fact that you can identify that your dad probably didn't instill the best values in you, and then you learned through your own mistakes and, you know, through reading and, and self, you know, self, um, you know, self-improvement, and you got yourself to the person you are today, right? I didn't have that. I had amazing parents. My parents instilled all the right morals in me, almost to a, to a detriment because some of them were disempowering financially, but in terms of actual morality and ethics, I didn't have to be um, sort of become something I wasn't raised. I was raised to be a good kid. I just took kind of a, a, a left turn in Albuquerque, so to speak. And then once I went to jail, my children and my love for my children really, you know, the whole thing of, 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 of wanting to be a role model for them, that was a big part of it for sure. What do you think, Ann? Yes. Ann thinks yes. <laughs> I mean, well, listening. yeah listen it, it, it's an amazing what you've done and i'm so glad to see that there's people like you on social media because it, it, it's filled with so much garbage that's on there and i don't even understand the point of it if you're not on there to try to sell something or to promote something or to I bring some good value mm-hmm. yeah I would, I, not I, be, I, I would not be on there i agree with you a thousand i would not be on there if it wasn't the business no way any social media accounts. I started this podcast a year and a half ago, and I never had any social media accounts until I started it. And uh, I, I, I'm still trying to figure it all out. But uh, what type of fascinates me? Yes, it's a very um, and looks at it like a fine product. Yeah, I just I like to watch who does what, why, all that. I mean, I've had some of the other entrepreneurs like Be- uh, Bedros Koulian on the show and uh, Grant Cardone and them guys too, and they, it's just. They, they say, too, that it's, it's an addiction, like the social media stuff. It's just they like, have that same performance of, like, dopamine in the brain when they're searching for their likes and all that stuff. So it becomes I, very habit for It does for a certain personality type. I think the people who need that outside validation, of course, it becomes, like, dopamine. You need that extra hit. For people who are fulfilled in every part of their life, I think they can look at it kind of like a joke or for entertainment. Yeah, but I, they could really care less. How many I never, I get. never look at life. Yeah. I, I never look at anything like that at all. I, 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 I use it. I use it strictly. If Bowen runs all social media, I, 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 I honestly, I never go on. It's just Bowen posts everything. He tells me what to do. Do this. Do that. He has a very good sense of what people <laughs> want to hear. Yeah. You know? I'm, I, I'm, I'm too old for this stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of good careers in it for people that know how to use it the right way. It's amazing it what's possible on there. It does. Yeah. Oh, well, what's next for you guys here? What kind of goals or plans do you have for the future? Well, I think I think that you know we're, we're we're building a really solid business here, and you know, um, you know, a lot of business to business sales, and you know, teaching people, you know, companies persuasion and how to close at a higher level, and and. B to C as well. Um, but I think for Android, it's really more. Oh, well, my about... goal is to get Jordan's voice out there more. Here's the thing: he's a brilliant businessman, but I don't think people realize that he's just plain old brilliant, and that he can speak on any subject. Sometimes a lot. 
too long. <laughs> but he, he has a he, he's a wonderful person to hear from, and I'd like to have his voice be uh, one of the ones we're hearing more of, rather than the talking heads that everyone's being forced to listen to, who really don't have any intelligence or basis for their opinions or what they're spouting. Yeah, I would love to see that as well, because I think his voice is definitely needed right now in our country more than ever. Just his influence on his ideology on, on how to become successful is definitely a voice that's needed. Yeah. Oh, and on every, on every subject. Let me tell you, you can ask him about any subject, and he has the backup, the facts, all in his head to support everything he says. He's not just one of these people who's talking from opinion. It's from re- well-researched and um, well-thought-out uh process that goes on super quick in his head yeah very cool all right last thing i want to hit you guys here with i love to ask all the parents that i get on the podcast i'll start with you ann here Uh, what type of advice do you have for that new or about to be parent that's out there listening uh number one um you chose to bring this child into the world so you owe them everything if you don't get to go out all the time or sleep all the time you owe that to your child you cannot love them too much They cannot manipulate you until they're about six to eight months, and then you should have discipline as well, but never with with the the absence of love. Love should come first, unconditional love, but with structure. But you owe them. And I'm really tired of seeing parents trying to be selfish and say, I've got to prove to my kid, you know, how you live life for yourself. No, sorry, then you shouldn't have had a child. Yeah, very well said. Jordan, what kind of advice do you have for that new or about to be parent that's out there listening? I think that um, the one thing that my dad and my mom, for that matter, instilled in me that I think a lot of parents don't do is I always knew that I was loved unconditionally. I never, ever had a day that went by in my life to this very day. My dad passed away last week and um, to the grave. There was never one day in his entire life where I didn't know without even them to question, he loved me unconditionally, same with my mom. But I think that is something uh, that I've instilled in my own kids, and they know that for sure. And I think that parents who don't do that are really damaging their own kids in terms of self-esteem um, and just their own, you know, compass of the world. When you're not, when you don't have that sort of, that, that rock of to know that your parents truly love you, I think it's really dangerous. I agree. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. i got to say, Ann and Jordan, you guys are first-class parents all the way, and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on First Class Fatherhood. Thanks. Take care. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. i got to give a special thank you once again to Ann and Jordan Belfort for giving me a few minutes at a time here. How cool was that? Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Lock it in. We are just getting underway here. A lot of action still to come this week. Tomorrow on the podcast, we got a Transformation Tuesday. World-renowned nutritionist and New York Times best-selling author of Paleo Solution, Rob Wolf will be joining me here. Wednesday, we have a dad who holds the record for most kills on a single deployment in Afghanistan. Nick Irving, the Reaper, joins me on Wednesday. Thursday, we have an NFL Hall of Fame legend, four-time Super Bowl champion Ronnie Lott joins me. And Friday, for Frogman Friday, we have Medal of Honor Navy SEAL legend Michael Thornton will be joining me. Got a lot coming your way, guys. That's all I got for you right now. I'm Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers, and we're not just fathers. We are first-class fathers.